Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of The Pursuit of Profit. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with your hostess, Leanne O'Zane-Smith, talking about, hey, Leanne, this week we're talking about <laughs> how your profit and loss is a terrible advisor. What? Worst one ever. Worst one about? ever. It, yeah. Your P&L is the worst financial advisor you have. That, okay, well, we have to unpack that because that is absolutely against everything I think we've all been taught. So let's talk through that. What? <laughs> how did you come to this conclusion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not a conclusion. It's, a, it's an absolute fact. All right, good. Um, well, what I want to do is I want to actually tell a story okay. about a real-life client that I had in this room today, actually, um, working through some stuff, uh, because I actually think that his story um, is actually going to illustrate this very clearly to our audience when we actually digest the numbers. So okay, got it. the big picture on this is, and the reason we're calling this, your P&L is the worst financial advisor ever of all time, is because I have found over the years that no matter how many times people have handed me their P&Ls, mm. um, because that's what good little entrepreneurs should have, they don't actually understand what they mean about their business. Okay. And they don't know how to use that information to digest what it what this this financial statement says about their business so what we're going to do is tell you about this multi-million dollar company that hired me so uh super fun for me not as much for him but um he called me completely exasperated hmm. and he wanted to do a profit discovery call and he was just like listen i am i am getting ready in the next week to sign a deal to sell my company for pennies on the dollar but i heard you're really good at what you do and so somebody told me to call you and I was like great so I talked him into coming in to see me and I asked him to bring financial statements and what happened is he sat across from me and I watched this man who's got he has a very successful business yeah um, like 20 employees like a lot of infrastructure multi-million dollars and this man sat across from me and would look defeated frustrated at his wits and he was completely undone. His face was red. He just was exhibiting all of the physical signs of stress. Um, and so my first question when I asked him like, what's going on with you and your business is he tells me that this one particular department of his business is ruining his life and it runs his life and it's just absolutely awful. And then I said, okay, well tell me about your actual life. Like wife, kids, what do you like to do? Yeah. And I discover as we talk that he has a multi-million dollar business and he's paying himself ready for this mm. <laughs> he's paying himself less than eighty thousand dollars a year wow. and i was like what because <laughs> wow. that's kind of imbalanced right right so this stressed out man was really feeling like his business was taking advantage of him mm. and this is what i see all the time where the business owner is one of the worst paid people on staff and so it was just like, what, how are we going to get there? So at one point in our conversation, he pushed his financial papers across the desk, like kind of aggressively, to be honest, yeah. push them across the desk at me. And he basically said, all right, if you know how to fix this cluster, I'm all ears. And he mm -hmm. sits back and crosses his arms. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, how I pushed the paper back across the table. And I said, can you please tell me what the most profitable department of your business is? So he looks at the P&L and he goes, oh, maintenance. And I said, great, why? And he said, because it brought in over a million dollars. And then he pursued to, to go on and tell me that actually that that, account, that particular part of his company was up like $80,000 year to date from last year. So not only did it bring in over a million and a half dollars, but it was up from the year before. And I was like, great. 
that's your most profitable profit center. So now can you please tell me out of these expenses right here, which one of these expenses are directly related to creating that income? And he goes, no, I can't tell you that. And the reason he couldn't tell me that is because he is a bookkeeper and his bookkeeper or CPA, they're awesome at doing their job, but they have a different filter on how to evaluate a business than people like you and I do and my client. Right. So this bookkeeper used really generic um, categories like payroll expense, um, insurance expense, fuel expense, right? And so as we looked and we got into it, we re he realized like, I can't even tell you which of these expenses right here are directly related to how I created that income. Ouch. And I was like, don't you think you should know that before you sell your company for pennies on the dollar? And he goes, hell yeah, I should know that. Why, am, how, why haven't I seen this before? And I'm like, you haven't seen it before because you didn't know to look for it, mm. right? So what ended up happening, which is such a great story, um, is he actually, we spent about five weeks together. We, out of like an eight week profit coaching thing, he's at week five. Mm -hmm. um, and what we've done is we've gone into that category and what we discovered, which he did not know, is that there were four other big, broad um, revenue streams represented in that one category. Mm -hmm. And so when we got in there, we got on the virtual whiteboard and we drew it all out, what we found was this big, huge category that he called maintenance, mm -hmm. which brought in and over a million and a half dollars, didn't actually work that way because mm -hmm. his bookkeeper was coding all these other things to that one thing. Doesn't mean that she was doing a bad job, she was just interpreting what she saw. Right. Well, he had no idea that that was what's going on. And so we did the work and just this morning I presented to him why he is so frustrated mm -hmm. that he wants to close his business and take the offer on the table. Like he literally walked in here this morning and said, if you don't talk me out of it, I am going to take the offer. Wow. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk you out of it. So here's what we learned. Wow. <laughs> like, this is my job. My job is crazy. That's so great. How exciting for him. Maybe. <laughs> awesome. Like, you came to the right lady on the right day. So, so what we found out is that this one category, that what this one area of his business didn't actually make a million and a half dollars. Like it looked like it was on the P and L. What it actually was, was $219,000 for just hmm. that one. And so then what I did is I went to another part of his financials and I pulled his payroll expense for that. And his payroll expense was $138,000. And then we took additional expenses off like equipment and fuel and everything. And the point of this is that I said to him, the reason you're upset mm. is that you have spent $201,000 in order to keep $18,000. Ouch. in this one category Ouch. and he just looked at me and he goes he used some profanity which i won't do but he was like you've got to be kidding me and i'm like i'm not kidding you mm. this is an area of your business even though it appeared on paper at the beginning mm. uh, is the area that made the most money mm. it made him less than eight percent profit wow. margin wow. plus all the headache plus everything and so we found ourselves looking at the other revenue streams of his business and actually doing the evaluation. So what we did or have been doing is we've been looking at the different silos. And so when I work with an entrepreneur, what's really difficult is they see one bank account and they see one profit and loss statement come in and they see all of these bills and they don't necessarily know how to decide or decipher what that means about them. Mm -hmm. So one of our strategies is to actually say, all right, like, 
you, we're going to completely figure out what the different silos or departments of your business are. And we're going to almost treat each one like its own profit and loss. And that's what he and I have been doing over these five weeks. And what we discovered, which surprised him as much as it surprised me, what we discovered is this little insignificant part of his business had like a 75% profit margin when we really got down to it. And so what he decided when he walked out that door today is I am completely January 1 shutting down this 8% part of my business, which gives me headaches and ex expensive with payroll and all of that. I'm going to start saying no to the wrong, to, to the wrong thing. Like I don't want any more of that business. Right. And I'm going to start saying yes to the things that actually make me money. Wow. But ha we had to get there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we couldn't get there without a profit and loss and actually dissecting it and going further and holding each part of his business yeah. accountable for return. Right. And he never, never would have seen that on a profit and loss. Yep. Which is why we're saying today that a P&L is one of the worst advisors of your business because it shows everything in a rear view mirror. And even if you have like a really great bookkeeper who's like dialed in and really understands how to chart your accounts right. and do all that, yeah. Right. That doesn't mean that they know how to actually build your financials for you in a way that help you to understand what they mean in the future. Right. So, so go ahead. Well, what's the alternative to the P&L then? So, I mean, if it's not a P&L, then what is it? How do we get access to this insight, this intel that we need to make good decisions? Um, so you do need a P&L for other reasons, um, like one time a year <laughs> when uh, yeah, your sure. taxes done, right? Yeah. So, but 364 days a year, if you're a business, much like the business owner that I'm working with right now, and you're just frustrated, you don't know, then it takes some work, but it's good work. It's worth work worth doing where you actually go back and look at your, um, your, your income by category and your expenses by category. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, what I, what I encourage people to do is actually make a, you know, like, like we did on the whiteboard, we had four or five different places where we had different categories. Mm -hmm. We put the income and then we just wrote under the income what we knew the direct expenses were. So in his case, we named off the employees that were associated with, in his case, spraying. And, um, and then Got we it. also listed off the employees, in his case, that were associated with snow removal, things like that, right? right. So then once we identified those, we went and looked a little bit further, like, okay, in his case, these dudes, get in trucks that he owns and he has to fuel them and insure them and do all of those things. And so we had to figure out which of the trucks that he drives for his business are associated with each one of those income streams. Right. And once we did the work, it became very clear to us like, Oh, these are, this is the income and this is the direct expense. And then our next step is going to be actually yep. figuring out how much we should charge in each one of those categories to actually have a healthy profit margin. So the alternative is, is work. It's work digging through your financials and knowing the questions to ask your accountant or knowing the questions that you need to ask your bookkeeper. Right. Um, and if you don't know how to do that, I'm here to help with it. This is what I do. Right. But the hack is find your, take your business, look yep. honestly at the different areas of money that come in for you mm -hmm. and identify which of your expenses are directly affiliated mm -hmm. with that and what, unfortunately happens is the business owner doesn't usually count themselves in that equation, mm. but that's also something we uncover 
as we go yeah. through and look at income and expenses by silos. Can you, so I was gonna ask, can you do a PL in a silo? Like, can I do a PL for this income stream and all the expenses, a PL for this income stream? We're still using a PL, but we're kind of re refocusing its purpose in order to strategically look at the numbers and what's attached to everything. Yes, you can. Okay. So, a good bookkeeper, um, and I'll just give an example. Just this morning, one of my appointments was a virtual meeting like this with a bookkeeper for one of my clients. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about what was possible, especially since these companies are gonna start implementing the ideas that we use for bank accounts and profit first and all of that stuff. So I have to coach the bookkeeper sometimes. And in her case, what she just said is she actually is gonna create a chart of accounts for each one of those silos. Mm -hmm. um, so the bookkeeper can produce the P&L for the silos together. Yeah. Um, and a good CPA will know how to put it all back together when, the, when we go do our tax return filing at the end of the year or, right. you know, October yep. 15th, like most people. <laughs> yep. That's so so that, that, that's, it can be done. Um, and I just, I, I think what I'm encouraged by with, with my clients right now, like they're just being really honest, they're really good business people. Mm -hmm. And they're being really honest. Like I haven't known how to, to do this. And so yeah. there's no fault. Like if our audience just feels like, I didn't know I needed to look at it that way, that's totally normal and that's totally fine. Your bookkeeper and your CPA, they are just doing what they're trained to do, which is take yeah. all of your income and all your expenses and throw it in categories and to help you to digest it um, in a way that helps you get your taxes done. But that doesn't yeah. necessarily help you run a profit-centric business. Right. What are yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I just, I think, I think one of the things that we get in trouble with is, or, or one of the reasons we tune out from money um, as entrepreneurs is that we just don't know how to look at it. We don't, and so when we look at it in a, in a traditional P&L and we're like, I don't know, I'm just know I'm frustrated. This says I'm making money, but I, I and we can't, we can't pinpoint where the problems are. Then it causes me to just go, I'm not, I'm speaking first person. It just causes me to go, I don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to go do what I know to do. And what I think that's so, this is why I've, I've said this about you for a long time, but what's so good about your strategy or your strategic thinking is that you, you're able to see numbers this way in a way that find the problem and find the um, solutions or the find the bright spots in mm -hmm. our businesses mm -hmm. and get us to focus where we need to focus. And I think that's what's, I love that you're able to translate money and numbers in a way that we actually feel empowered to go do something about rather than frustrated and just want to sell our business for pennies on the dollar. Right. Thank you. Those are great compliments. And it is really what we're doing. Right. It, it, I, sometimes I, I find it incredibly uh, stressful mm -hmm. because what I'm hitting, what I'm hitting with people is um, limiting beliefs where yeah. they're like, no, I, I can't figure that out. I don't know how to do that. I'm not good at it. I don't like money. I don't like numbers. So when, when we carry that into hey, I have a business over here and I, my business needs to be my expression of myself yeah. and it needs to be my livelihood. And if we marry that with some limiting beliefs, we just keep hitting like this. Yeah. And it's really difficult yeah. um, to, like in the case of this client, he really believed that what he needed to do was just make more money. And when he did that and did that again and did it over again and again and again and again, and it didn't change his, his business picture, yeah. Um, he was ready to dump it. Yep. And he, he told me no less than three times, like, I am tired 
of my guys making more money than me. Mm. How can this be? And it's just normal, right? But we can tell a different story if we can understand where to put our time and where to put our money and where to put our efforts Mm. and what we should not do. There are are things (laughs) that we should not do if we want to be profitable. Like we shouldn't spend money we don't have. We, we should not leverage ourselves to, to the nines. Like there are things like that, that we should not do, yeah. but yeah. there's more things we should do to yeah. be really successful and profitable. And it's just a process of like anything, discovering yeah. it. So yeah. let it. our audience be encouraged. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and to the point of discovering it, I think that's what's so cool that you offer is your profit discovery call, right? If people want to reach out to you and schedule a profit discovery call, where can they go? ProfitDiscoveryCall.com. That's just like so <laughs> self-explanatory. So self-explanatory. <laughs> it's like that's where you go if you want to have some clarity around ProfitDiscoveryCall.com. And like in this case, and so many others, uh, a lot of times people don't do profit discovery calls with me until they're literally at their wits' end. And I say, if you just have an inkling that right. the money stuff of your business is just not in the kind of order that you want, then don't wait till you're at your wits end and ready to just pull your hair out. There's things we can do now before you get to that point so that your business is serving you instead of the other way around. There was a saying um, years ago, there was a book called Fierce Conversations. The author is Susan Scott. She's actually from Seattle area. Uh, Amazing book. And one of the things she would say is, um, uh, well, now I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember how she said it, but uh, basically like, you know, relationships, um, uh, die slowly and then suddenly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you see this big blow up and then all of a sudden it's like the relationship's over. But that didn't happen in a moment. It was dying for years slowly. Yeah. And then it and then suddenly, right? And I think the same thing is true when somebody gets to the part of wanting to sell their business for pennies on the dollar. There's like a that business was dying for years slowly, and then it was ready to die suddenly, mm-hmm. right? And I think what you're, what you're saying right now is like, look, don't wait until you're at that spot where you're like ready to kill, kill stuff quickly. <laughs> like there might be a slow, dull pain right now in your money or your finances or you understanding your money. Don't wait. Cause what's, I, again, what you're so good at is you're good at getting in and finding the things that we don't know to look for. Mm-hmm. And Leanne could be adding profit to your uh, bottom line right now. She could be adding profit to your life this month by simply <laughs> having the conversation of like, profit discovery, discovering where that profit is in your business today and giving yourself a raise today. So yep, that's the plan. That's the plan. Profitdiscoverycall.com. Leanne, this is a great episode. Thank you for um, always having, always having great things to say and share. I look forward to our next conversation where we get to explore that some more. Thanks, Chris. See ya.